Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Hey, Tom. Hey, Mickey. What's, What's up? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful one out there. And I'm back on Verizon. But I'm not off T-Mobile yet. Couldn't so remember what? my pin. Are you on a hotspot? No, I, I I live in a cornfield. And uh, that cornfield is called Peoria, Illinois. And so, like, you know, it's it's stuck you know <laughs> we we, uh, we just found out what mom jeans were oh no <laughs> yep, we're in the past it's terrible <laughs> hey so a uh, federal marijuana legalization vote in congress days after banking reform advances marijuana moment good job. that's right and now that the congress has passed the safe banking act for the third or fourth time now they're going to pass the more act again probably uh, and, and it looks like the federal government's not going to shut down at the end of the week as well as they were supposed to run out of money on september 30th that's when the budget year ends and so now we have a cr a continuing resolution that will fund the government through december 18th i want to say i wonder if that CR includes the Safe Banking Act, I highly doubt it does. You don't think? Well, I, I know while well, they were going to do the you know the, the testing requirements too, but I'm right now actively listening to the uh, the House Committee under the Judiciary, so I might be a little laggy if I'm don't hear everything at once. But hey, that's the guy I'm watching right now, <laughs> listening to. Hey, good. The tested patients and all this other stuff. So uh, this doesn't look like it's about cannabis, is it? No, no, no. So that, that's the thing I want like folks to be aware of, though. The parliamentary parliamentary procedure sucks. So four hours so far since I've been listening to these guys, and only two topics have been covered. <laughs> four hours, two topics. Welcome to Cannabis Legalization News. We're going to be discussing why cannabis laws suck, starting with the federal laws. Seriously, though, this is just listening to. And again, people, every, every, it's just like every time there's an issue like pandemic, everybody's a uh, uh, epidemiologist all of a sudden. Or uh, yeah, yeah, even or, the anti-backers. Totally or even oh yeah, or even like uh, like every pothead's a, a constitutionalist, right? Like every all, pothead is a constitutional lawyer because they watch cannabis legalization news. You know it's true. Smash some likes, click subscribe, and the bell because this might be 18 plus before we're off this. <laughs> Seriously though, but uh, you know, as I'm listening to, I've been paying attention to this. Our actual American process is is. Transparent as all day, like F watching, uh, huh? It's supposed to be, yeah. But I mean, like, like you know, people like the biasness and the party two party system BS. Um, what about just the straight greed and taking? Like, you know, it's not enough. I want a special inside deal, and this is mine. 
Yeah, but like everything's there for us to to observe and watch. Like this whole House Committee uh, procedure right now. Like, I realize why we don't get a lot of shit done. And honestly, like, it, I I do have a lot of like this Republicans, man. Like right now. The only reason why they only had two topics done is because they, they they spent like hours. Jim Jordan, I listen to this shit, so you don't have to hear Jim Jordan cry about the border. Like, mm-hmm. why does the guy in Ohio give? Like, I just drove past the border. There's no like militias of people, <laughs> and it works. I mean, whatever people's problem is, it's all this fear mongering. Because the, the biggest thing is prohibition, in my opinion. If we can just fix that, <laughs> they aren't gonna. Why? Because Representative Thomas Massey, for example, he's a Republican from Kentucky. He said on Tuesday evening that he intends to force a vote on removing the bill's tax provisions, as well as grant funds it would create to help repair the harms of the war on drugs. Because we want those harms to stay there so that those people that were harmed by it know that they shouldn't do drugs. Uh, A libertarian-leaning lawmaker, he backs the idea of generally ending cannabis prohibition, but not in favor of creating new government programs. I think, you know, let's give him the tax thing at least. Let's give him the get rid of that 25 percent bullshit tax thing that they were going to do. Yeah, Uh, that was really high taxes. But, you know, at least this led. Well, I'm not sure if the Moore Act had high taxes. We'd have to see what the taxes on the Moore Act were simply because the Moore Act is not the Cannabis Opportunity Administration Act that Schumer is backing in uh, the Senate. Now, that legislation, of course, both of them, they would remove the Controlled Substances Act and allow people with cannabis convictions to have their records expunged uh, and create a federal tax on marijuana revenue to support community reinvestment and other programs. Now we have a, a Senate bill, the Cannabis Opportunity Administration Act, and you have a House bill, the Moore Act. Uh, they're going to need to do some reconciliation between the two. But uh, I mean, they they couldn't even figure out how to fund the government or pass uh, Biden's three point five trillion dollar agenda. You really think that they're they're going to come to the, the table and agree on cannabis? No way. I, you know, if they just get to the point of getting it off the CSA, that, that- they can't. They're stupid. They don't want to do anything because they're going to be like, I don't want you doing it that way. And so we'll just keep arresting everybody. Well, and that's what like, like watching this procedure, the the how this the rule process comes about. Like they had three bills that they're about to pass on immigration, three that were individual, like um, somebody made a case and it made it as far as the Congress, you know, to pass a rule for these people that were suffering. And, and, and then instead of like talking about these actual three people, the, the Republican side decided this is going to be the moment we're going to debate about Afghanistan and immigration and all this other bullshit. It was like all at once for like two hours. You're like, you all know you're going to vote for these three bills. Can we just pass the bullshit? And no. it's, it, yeah, you, you, it's not because it's like you and I having a civil conversation. And when these guys are, are talking in Congress, it's interesting to watch them like, uh, the, will, will the congressman yield? Like there's this process right. that you have to go about to, to have a conversation. And, and and if you actually pay attention, this is what I'm saying. Like, like screw MSNBC, screw Fox News. Go to YouTube and go to watch the, the actual committees. Go to the, go watch the actual uh, C-SPAN streams and, and, and listen to the stupid that comes out of these guys when you're like – you just talked about borders for like an hour and a half, but nothing was mentioned. Nothing that was like an answer. You know, like we all know some shit's fucked up. Stuff's wrong. Nothing's perfect, but it's what we got. And it's actually better than most. <laughs> right. It's way better than what's going on in Venezuela. Not that there's anything going on in Venezuela. It's just that they can get away with all sorts of stuff. I mean, this is not an Illinois cannabis lottery. You just can't do whatever you want. <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, and that's a great thing about the 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 American system. Once once things get to a point, I think like legalization. I mean, the 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 the, the, the toothpaste is out of the tube. You know, this conversation is definitely going to be probably we're we're further ahead than we were fifty years ago. We're further ahead than we were when we started the podcast uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, <laughs> right? And then, um, yeah, and so just. I mean, imagine where we're going to be at after Ohio has their round. There's a small round going on in Maine right now. Illinois got another 60 uh, grows that are going to be handed out. And those will be lawsuits for the dispos for a while. And that's the problem. Like when you just do whatever you want, you just rig the system and take uh, and somebody can call you out on it. Well, and, and that's what is going on with this industry that it's it's still not <laughs> – it doesn't have a good foundation because each state's different each way, each process that's happened. And it all has to do with prohibition. It all has to do with the CSA and, and people just taking the easy way of like treating it as a crime still, you know, this is no one really, it's like people just like, you know what, this is good enough. Everything's good enough right now. Let everybody else fight for the, uh, you know, the parliamentary, the rights, you know, and that's what has to happen in all these prohibition states. You know, we get hit all the time, and, and it's up to you to know your 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 processy. You know, Texas, it has to be uh, brought up by the, the the constituent, right? The legislator has to bring it up. So, how do you influence your legislator? You know, yeah. that's 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 the local problem. Well, there's checkbooks, and then that's one of the nice things. The Democratic Party in uh, uh, Illinois has been sending just some great emails, and I got to start up in my asks. I'm going to start having fundraisers and we're just going to be raising funds um for something you know and just charge like five grand for it i think you need to have the legislative victory before you can charge the five grand or at least be saying that you're running for something well even like what about like a a cannabis candidate like pack you know that's what we need we need people to raise money just for people i I mean again uh, people can be like oh i'm not a single issue voter but i am and because it's more than a single issue it's a multi-tiered infrastructure slash uh, judicial slash wellness issue. Yeah. yeah. And then like fundamental fairness issue. It's also an issue of of due process. Like you just can't do whatever the heck you want. Damn the facts. Who cares? But, you know, in America, you kind of can. If you have enough money, enough weight. You know, that that seems to be the people. And, and, you know, this prohibition, I believe, still stems from our systematic, just the wrongness that how we were a foundation. You know, before the the founding fathers had all the the right words, but just didn't have the right practices. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, they did kind of ignore uh, the rights of women, anybody who wasn't a white man and a Protestant. But, you know, it was a different time. But the word equality meant different things. They meant equality amongst privileged white property holding men. Exactly. I didn't mean equality amongst human beings. That's silly. But, you know, uh, that sounds like a Judge Scalia opinion in a, to a certain extent. <laughs> Actually, it would be that would be a Judge Fred Vincent opinion, the separate but equal or the Plessy v. Ferguson opinions, that type of stuff. Um, yeah, that would be uh, that's so whenever anybody's like, oh, this social equity violates the 14th Amendment. I'm like, yeah, but that is the sweetest violation of the 14th Amendment I've ever seen. These people are being benefited. They have not been benefited once. Yeah. And now you're upset that they get a one benefit. Well, it, just prohibition itself just seems to be this one. Like it is America's eyesore. It's our our worst export and our worst uh, uh, 
like it's it, the what's the word for archaic you know it's just it's archaic old. and it's and it's un-american like when you require people to lie to enforce laws that are also based on lies that's not american it's it's uh, and then you're taking people's freedom and what's what's their uh what's their due process right there you know what's the just cause you're caught with pl- weed what you, I, you know, but, you know, we are making great headway. Uh, I, I saw a news article and I, I never was able to follow up and get one to send you guys a link. But uh, it's been announced that, you know, the, the FAFSA. So my my one of my middle children is in college. So I have to fill out the FAFSA. And as of last year, there was a check mark in there saying if you've been convicted of a drug crime, you know, check here next year. It's not going to be an issue. That's so good. We, we're making headway, you know, I mean, how many engineers and doctors and cures for whatever have we lost because people aren't, you know, they lost their ability. Yep. And how many, uh, Amazon employees have actively said like, wait, you're not going to test us. I'm going to go put in a job offer at Amazon. Cause I like smoking weed and next day delivery quality of life though. I mean, that's well. this all comes down to as a cannabis consumer, you know, like we can function as people and, and still, uh, operate machinery. You know, people who, who do forklifts aren't be like, yeah, this is a good idea. No, you're going to wait till the end of your day. Right. And, and You'll wait till the end of your shift, at least. At least. So, yeah, there's, you know, personal responsibility is the one thing we always got to keep tossing out there. People, it's not the plan's fault when, when dumb shit happens. Uh, no, it is not the plan's fault when some dumb shit happens. It has always been the uh, law's fault. And then that they were... That the science comes out, and the science is almost 30 years old now, and they still haven't changed. Right. Time, you know, um, and then when they're changing it, there's still people in Kentucky. It's just, you know, the that's where the federal law arose from, because that's where Fred Vincent was a congressman back in the 30s. Uh, and they're still saying like, oh, you know, we should legalize it because of freedom. But we're not going to do it like that because we have enough government programs and interference already. Yeah, but what is that like that? You know, like, like it's just ridiculous. Like, there's a, there's always got to be like a winner and a loser. You know, mm-hmm. if you just legalize it, it can be a win-win. Are they still talking about uh, – so, like, and it's funny, too, today on this one, besides the immigration issue in, in Afghanistan issue, they're also talking about uh, a pharmacy. They're doing prescription pills. Mm-hmm. So I think it's weird how in the same uh, – sitting or, or committee hearing uh they're addressing uh, uh farm farm big pharma uh, yeah. uh prices as well as perhaps the more act you know whatever they uh decided nickel and diamond whittle out of it it'll be interesting to hear the debate over it well uh, the debate is usually perfunctory they are almost saying it like it's from a script they have a white paper from one of their donors that has paid them a lot of money and that will continue to pay them a lot of money uh, you know that we just haven't been able to do the political contributions in this industry until recently and now we're able to do some political contributions but it's not easy being in this industry because people will judge you and then you can't get the banks as much or you know banking is getting better and i've seen some really great loan rates if you already have your facility and a license in it mm. but um man i mean you're gonna have to be paying like at least a thousand bucks a month just to have your bank account probably a lot more uh and that would go away if safe banking was passed there would be this race and so can you imagine if you could get a loan like you could for your regular company for your cannabis company that would really reduce barriers to entry 
Well, and it'd also be safer for employees of uh, this pot shops for, you know, cash on hand businesses. No. Again, like just because the Safe Banking Act has passed doesn't mean magically you're going to get a four digit code from a credit card processor. Mm. You know, uh, safe banking just it says, you know, all those federal crimes there. They're not so federal. No, no. It just basically says ignore them. Ignore those federal crimes right there. And so the Safe Banking Act just kind of it might be the last, like, you know, uh, straw that breaks the camel's back in the sense that now the uh, federal regulatory scheme for this plant is completely incoherent in the sense that you have one law. You don't change the first law that's causing the problem. You just say, you know, all those crimes because of that law, forget them and allow them to have banking access. Well, so, like, if it does pass, I mean, it's creating a, um, a, uh, uh, perhaps a, uh, say, a laissez faire attitude towards cannabis and crime, um, you know, looking the other way. But wouldn't it also enable banks to be like, okay, because remember those people that got in trouble for using the, the wrong codes in, in Germany? That's a credit card merchant code, right? Credit card merchant code is not your banking. And so like safe banking act passes. Sure. You're going to be able to save on um, your bank accounts. You're going to be able to save on your interest rates. You're going to be able to access credit. Uh, So like you don't have to have the real estate holding company that's accessing the credit. Your cannabis company could probably access the credit. The regulators would be mollified, but it doesn't mean that that transaction still isn't money laundering. You know, right. If you want that transaction to not be money laundering so that the uh, credit card processors will not and federal bankruptcy, you'd still probably get kicked out of federal bankruptcy. All they are saying is like, you see those crimes over there? Who cares? But yeah, but like wouldn't say like that you're saying with the codes and uh, with the credit card couldn't then say the cannabis uh, grower farmer, you know, choose an agriculture code just by like out of uh mea culpa you know like i'm not trying to be wrong I'm trying to be law-abiding just they like try here. they could try but then uh you know that's that's in the future but that's how uh, people have been found guilty of uh wire fraud right oh nice 420 Whew. much better than wire fraud Hey, so I guess after this one, let me see where they're at. Let me just listen in. Mr. Oh, I think they are. Can you believe that I did not have a lighter in my office? Oh, you're sucking, dude. Hey, I think, uh, do you have audio on this one? Actually, Lauren, you're in a different part of the stream than I am. Oh, my goodness. We're all in different parts of the stream. It's like we're a live show. Hey, what was the 420 bumper that we did? That was for your business, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Don't forget to go to Collateral Base, (laughs) the best base out there for your cannabis collateral. Uh, Anyway, in Tumblr News, which uh, used to be a thing, they are now allowing some cannabis and CBD advertisements, according to Gondrepreneur. Microblogging social media platform Tumblr has updated its cannabis advertising policies to allow advertisements for hemp, CBD, and in some cases, cannabis products. In other words, all 10 people will see your ads. Oh, all 10 people. I'm assuming that Tumblr has more than that. Let's see what Ahrefs says their traffic is. Well, after they got rid of porn, 
There was Wait, a huge Tumblr pressure. had porn? And did that is that how only fans started? It was a Tumblr blog, and then it was like, <laughs> you know, I think we should shut down this porn site. And it's like, oh, what should we do? Well, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a membership site for porn? So like we could make all this money because people pay for porn and then they don't have to leave their houses. It could have been a, a domino effect for all I know, but uh <laughs> You know, Tumblr is, uh, let me connect the audio. Oh, right on. Uh, I just listened to, and I think they're still talking about prescriptions. I just really want to hear what the anti-argument is to passing the MORE Act is. It's like, Well, the, tar- the traffic value on Tumblr has uh, plummeted from its record high of $18.5 million in April of 2017 down to approximately $2.3 million now. So uh, people used to be on Tumblr, and it, I'm assuming they still are. Well, yeah, no, I mean, it's still it's organic just, traffic of 17.2 million a month. I just don't get how businesses, a lot of these web platforms, you know, they, they start out like very open source, very open, and then they get bought and then they get downsized, you know, just like OnlyFans was going to limit their money through two. <laughs> uh, they were going to take away the nudity for a minute. And then they realized, oh, yeah. oh never mind. We, we make more money doing that. Oh, but, uh, gosh. Uh, what percentage of you think the OnlyFans revenue is porn? Because I'm assuming it's like 100, percent but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you take away the nakedness? But whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, Yahoo bought them, and they were about to take. Oh, that's Yahoo bought Tumblr. That's right. Oh yes, that would explain why the traffic went down. Because when Yahoo buys you, you're basically dead. Well, and again, it's like legalization, right? Like, uh, just because now Tumblr is going to try and. Uh, open their markets to hemp cbd and only to the two legal states california and what was the other one like there's more there's more legal states than just the two that they they, they announced in the uh colorado and california yeah tumblr's not even important news let's just move to the next one california governor signs bill to allow medical marijuana use in hospitals for severely ill patients according to the marijuana moment and nice. if you think the trouble tumblr is important i want you to leave a comment down there and then thumbs down this video and be like oh i can't believe you would shit on Tumblr. <laughs> Give us your hate and your love. Yep. Uh, the governor of California on Tuesday signed a bill to require hospitals permit medical marijuana to be used by certain patients. Uh, governor, governor Gavin Newsom, right? Yep. Approved the legislation signaling that his prior concern about an earlier version that he reluctantly vetoed in 2019 have since been resolved. I wonder what kind of issues that was. I don't know, but the bill's sponsor, Bill Ben Hueso, said it is inconceivable. I wonder if he was acting like that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> To me, that in a state where medical cannabis was legalized more than 25 years ago, those in deepest suffering receiving treatment in our state's own healthcare facilities cannot access this proven, effective, and prescribed treatment. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. And instead, these poor terminally ill cancer patients or terminally ill patients in, in California healthcare facilities are given heavy opioids that rive them of their precious last memories with family and friends or last moments. This is a simple, critical move that will provide relief, compassion, and dignity to terminally ill Californians. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's that type of stuff that makes me go like, man. I can't believe like nobody defends it. The FDA doesn't defend it. You know, the USDA doesn't defend it. Uh, The Department of Justice doesn't defend it because it is, according to your government, heroin. Yeah. Marijuana is heroin, according to the federal government. And it's so bad that we get censored by YouTube. And I don't necessarily think it's it's Google that's upset. I think it's necessarily that Google does not want to be complicit in any violations of federal crimes. 
even though yeah we don't consume on camera i mean we might talk yeah, but about, I talk legal about how to get a license i talk about uh, what's the whole thing that i can't i i can only do this on private uh webinars now and because they'll be marked 18 plus you can't say anything about money or quantities because you do yeah. that it just immediately you get you get flagged well in, in california too i know there's been a history of people getting denied organ transplants too so i mean there's a lot of stuff that needs to be adhered to it's ridiculous it really is there really is i can't believe that but this legislation was partially inspired by the experience of a father whose son died from cancer and was initially denied access to cannabis at a california hospital jim bartell did eventually find a facility that agreed to allow the treatment and he has said his son's quality of life improved dramatically in his final days damn yeah, it is a damn shame, though. That it's a damn shame because you know it's medical, and then the official position in the United States is no, it's not. And so then all the medical science comes from Israel, where yes, it is medical. I mean, it's just, it's unequivocal. And then uh, you you have doctors that are out there that aren't educated. You have uh, a government that's literally spewing propaganda and supporting lies and arresting people and keeping people like. Um, Oh, gosh. What's the guy's name? Lance Glore in, in prison? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, the, the endocannabinoid system that's entwined in our bone structure, in our nervous system, a known system that's within our, our layers of, of, of cells and, and, and veins that it's not talked about. How, how are you not going to talk about something that is essentially like a good portion of your existence, your, your, your wellness that you're, yeah, the, as uh, Dr. Ethan Russo will remind us, the chief regulator of your homeostatic systems uh, and why that isn't taught in medical school and why it's not. I mean, eh, it just it's it's, it's well, perplexingly stupid. It's almost as stupid as people that believe things that are just clearly false and then people will still believe them. And so they, they know that. And people have always known that about that. You get 100 people in the room, they can't agree. Maybe if you serve ice cream, but then somebody will be like, no, I'm lactose intolerant. And so you're like, still, no. Well, that's Congress when you watch these damn committees. <laughs> hundred people in a room and nobody gets their shit together. That's right. Nobody gets their stuff together when there's a hundred people in the room. So uh, considering that, we're going to have, uh, I want to get a shout out to Quantum, nope, not Quantum, Delta 9 uh, cannabis things. They're pods we're working on getting them to sponsor some bumpers because they have comped me some tickets to mj biz don't forget to come see me on mj biz i'll be out there october uh 20th through the 21st i fly out on the 22nd which is a friday and uh yeah and so it should be a lot of fun and i can't wait to see people in the industry when do you when do you go to your gangier gangier is a sunday the 17th of october October. Oh, it's going to be interesting out there. Cold and maybe snowy. Dude, it was beautiful when I drove past that area. Hmm. I don't know. Middle of October, you get cold and snow in Humboldt? Yeah, dude. Well, maybe not snow. You know what? No, maybe snow. I I think maybe uh, Miggy had been into that name, that strain earlier. So let's play (laughs) some of that. Okay. Let's see what this is. That's some old school GI Joe shit. <laughs> some old school GI Joe stuff. Making some and, stuff. Yep. Uh, and that is legacy. Obviously, look at how brown it is. Um, and so I'm not even sure this is a strain. 
<laughs> well, hey, somebody kind of got it. <laughs> oh, there we go. We're getting it. Proper spellings. Oh, yeah. Wow, that was fast, too. Chief running. Be careful. Don't run while chiefing. You may trip. Oh, hang on. I think we also have to give a shout out because let's put Mike on the screen. How do we do that? Here we go. This, somebody paid us five bones. <laughs> All right. Let me put it up there. Mike, so if you want us to answer your questions, this is one of the things you can do. You can become a member of the channel. That's two bucks a month, and then we'll answer your questions. Or you can throw us a fiver. Thanks for uh, putting a five spot on it, Mike. And uh, when it becomes yeah. federally legal, will I, will I lose my felony for manufacturing and delivery when I was 25 that will be expunged off my record? Perhaps. Uh, the thing is that was that federal crime? If that was a federal crime, a federal felony that you're serving federal time in, like, you know, Lance Glorious, uh, that would be expunged. But if that is a state crime, then uh, as your state legalizes, very often they have these types of expungements that go in. For example, uh, California just had 60,000 people in L.A. that were expunged. And also keep in mind, though, in states, they're also having these like limits. Like apparently you're, you're a good person. It was like a pound or less. I mean, this is just ridiculous uh, uh, requirements. But and federally, I believe uh, the Morac does have expungement requirements in there. So that's going to be good to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see what well, these guys are talking about. Well, hang on. You do that. I'll, I'll bring us up to speed on the Thai stick, according to Lee. Oh, sweet. Thai refers to a cannabis variety that was grown natively in Thailand and brought to the U.S. in the 70s and 80s. It's probably a pure sativa landrace, sometimes called Thai sticks, because of the way its buds are traditionally dried and then tied into a long stick. This original Thai variety has given rise to many strains we commonly see on the market today, including voodoo, juicy fruit, and the classic haze plant. Thai induces a powerful but comfortable effects and has a distinct fruity citrus aroma. This strain is a challenge for growers outside of tropical climates, but greenhouse gardens make this grow possible for experts patience enough for Thai's long growth cycle and slow flowering. These would all be caused by uh, the equator. You know? Do you, uh, you ever have Thai stick? Uh, no. I, I have had haze, and I actually have some uh, of that. It's got some Neville's haze in it, and it's it's good. I, I like the Neville's haze. Um, but, you know, good times. Good times. <laughs> yeah, I've never had it anywhere, too. But uh, And, you know, and, and, and along the lines of uh, uh, how scary prohibition is and how it affects our lives, uh, Britney Spears was scared and crying after she smelled weed backstage during a tour stop i will fail a drug test i won't see my boys she's being exploited and she's being exploited because of the cannabis laws and because of how people weaponize the cannabis laws especially feuding spouses that have children then i mean i the the woman that i was dating 10 years ago her uh, ex and they had a child that they shared uh they would do this all the time it was freaking oh, yeah. annoying. And it's like, I know she smokes weed. I'm going to tell the judge to drug test her. And I'm like, oh, God, you sound like such a du- douche and a yeah. tool. You know? Well, I've seen that amongst patients. It's like, I'm going to use your ailment against you uh, just out of pettiness. Like, no. it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help I believe that is wrong. Smash that like button. Smash it. <laughs> right that on. is wrong. <laughs> 
Hey, Mike became a new YouTube member. Thanks, man. Got any other questions? Tune in, hit us up. We're not doing the live Sunday show. Miggy can do his thing. I got to make mastermind videos and scripted videos. I just did one on how you can do an SPV in New Jersey. So if you want a New Jersey license, get at me at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com or on IG at CannabisIndustryLawyer. Especially if you don't have the $2 million liquid, man. You need to find that guy. How's it coming along with your client? Uh, I have a lot of clients and so it's, it's going all right. But then the problem is like, uh, the, the social equity ones, those are the ones that I'm doing, uh, line of credit work on. So like, you got to get some, some cash flow. That's the one that gives you the most work, right? <laughs> well, I mean, like they want a license, but then yeah. they were, we told the state we're doing a capital raise and the state believes that that's sufficient. Okay. Okay. But see, that's the thing. Like, I, like I just check it, checking in with you. Cause you're actually involved with a live, uh, real deal. If I want a license, but again, yeah. these States are no transparency, uh, secret handshakes behind closed doors. One in 38 um, trillion dollar, no, one in 38 trillion odds. And those yeah. were like me being polite with the math. I haven't done the actual math because he was diluted. Uh, the, the, Zach was diluted in uh, uh, the first few pulls of the lottery because he only had 185 out of 1,933 balls in the lottery. So he had approximately 10% chance as opposed to a 20% chance. And so it's not what's the probability of 18, 20% chances. It's what's the probability of 11, 20% chances. And then the other... Was it 11 that he won in the last one? I'd have to go check. It was either 11 or 14. That would be at 20%. And then you'd have to come down and dilute the other one. So some were 10% events. Some were yeah. uh, 15% events. But, dude, a, a bingo ball lottery would be more fair than what you guys have now. Well, what I believe they did was they ran a numeric program, a simulation. So just like Monte Carlo analysis, you run a simulation 10,000 times, for example, to get your standard deviations and your uh, random, uh, you know, your Gaussian curve. And so in theory, if you would have done that uh, in the Chicagoland region, he should have gotten 20% of the licenses at best. Oh, uh, in be- theory, like, you know, that would be if you have 20% of the ping pong balls in the lottery and they're going to give away five things. How many things do you think you're going to get? Yeah, but like you guys don't even do ping pong balls. It's more like this guy looks up to his right and goes, hey, look at this coming my way. No, oh. first off, those denominations are way too small, man. Chicago's expensive. At so 10 like, zeros behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then also, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, how quickly can you run simulations where a one in 38 trillion event will happen? Do you have to simulate that 38 trillion times and then just destroy the record? <laughs> Don't spoil the evidence. I should. Dear, well, KPI uh, still, there's no transparency with the KPI stuff. I mean, and that's just one example of unfairness in, in all these other states. But like, that's the thing. Now, do you have a property right? Are you guaranteed due process when you apply for a license? In every state or just in here? In any state. No, you don't. You, you're not entitled to due process uh, and well, procedural due process. And so like yeah. you have too much of a you don't have a, a, an, a expressed enough property right. Well, what about the five thousand dollar non-refundable uh, uh, application fee or uh, your substantive due process right for fundamental fairness? I mean, you just can't hold the lottery make it say whatever you want it to say and say, well, it's a good thing that it was just an application. And then you didn't put actual existing license holders into the lottery, but how will you fairly allocate then? I mean, if, if it's just, I mean, if this is, but that's the question, how do you fairly allocate when people like true leave 
or get taken to found that they were culpable of like owning politicians in Florida. You have to have a third party public library. I mean, a public lottery, if you're going to do it that way. And then how do you, you have a standard. And so like, I like a lower standard for it's like, fill out the form. And then, you know, if you win, great. Now you have 12 months or you'll lose the license if you don't have the complete application. And then, you know, during that 12 months, you'd be like, hey, I won. I need this much money to stand it up. I have to have this type of application. That's more reasonable. But um, yeah, if the lottery is rigged, why would anybody apply? Oh, that's what I'm saying, though. They rigged it. Hey, Aaron Zeman. That guy goes way back to 2010 with me. I remember him from forever ago. He's He's got Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii. All right, Charlie's Christie guy. Is Charlie Christie still in prison, uh, Aaron? No, Richard Christie. Richard Christie, yeah. No, he, well, again, Richard Christie was incarcerated for five years without a trial. He was detained for five years in a federal prison without a trial. So if you think we're quibbling over your due process rights for a property interest in a a license application, they threw your ass in prison for five years without a trial. Yeah, again, cannabis is the the these are the same people that get pissed off when somebody doesn't stand for the pledge of allegiance. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like the the the, the prohibition for cannabis is the one like true like if you want to fight for this plant, you're going to be subject to the shadow ban to to true yeah. like cancel culture. Good like, luck. That's true. Can that's like you don't exist. Culture. It's like yeah. no, we're going to mute you. We are muting you. We, okay, we're going to use our tools and the algorithms to just be like, and that's that's kind of like the authority, right? Like I got an email the other day from somebody in Kentucky who says, "Look, I really enjoy your channel, enjoy the podcast, but uh, uh, and I have a grow, but I can't speak up against it because it's Kentucky, and and I get it because people in power will f your life up." You know, I've I tried very hard to 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 live my life to to a point where I won't have to have to worry about being incarcerated because I moved to Seattle on purpose because the district attorney said he wasn't going to prosecute people for cannabis and then never did unless there was like an actual crime involved. And so I've always felt safe. Like to me, like prohibition, any prohibition will not only the wellness, but also our our uh, uh, interactions with police. Like mm-hmm. I like I, I protected my nice stuff, you know, not all cops are bad, but, you know, they're not all good. You know, as they're fighting gangs in, in L.A., you know, there's actually cop gangs in a lot of these larger precincts. Um, you know, the, the law is not fair. Any prohibition would just help. The law is not fair, but it is powerful. Yeah. And so, like, you know, there is power in them laws and then those lawsuits to enforce them. But the point of America and business and freedom is that it's a fair deal. It's not a fraudulent deal. And if you want if you want to live in America with the rule of law and uh, protections against fraud, you can't just go around lying, cheating, stealing and taking behind the guise of being the man like but you can't because I'm this powerful person, whether it's a cop or a president, you know. Well, in the country in a whole uh, on the, the legislation side has been against cannabis right here. Uh, Aaron says um, Mike Rogos has a case before U.S. Supreme Court right now suing Hawaii State and all the dispensaries. Rico. Rico charges. This has been one of those nah, things. That- people are telling me to bring a Rico action against the state in uh, a jurisdiction, and I'm like Rico. I barely know him, and 
<laughs> and then I realized that it's mostly fraud. I'm like, I was ter- I was doing that in bankruptcy court for years. But, uh, you know, it's a different thing in RICO or, or just basically a due process action is different than doing um, a bankruptcy exception or a bankruptcy adversary. Yeah. Then, uh uh, Naval Builds talks about uh, Wisconsin. Who is Ooh, I mean, we got? Do we got Wisconsin news? Wisconsin last year going to make the pot more legal. So vote no for SB forty forty. Oh, Zero. okay. Let's vote no then. But uh, let's turn to New Hampshire. In New Hampshire news, uh, pushes underway for constitutional amendment to legalize marijuana. Out of the Concord Grape region of New Hampshire, some New Hampshire lawmakers are pushing for a right to possess marijuana to be added to the state constitution. That's right. That's exactly how I like my rights. Expressly yeah. provided for in the constitution. <laughs> exactly. We've been working for half a century now to reform our cannabis law, said Democratic House Minority Leader Rennie Cushing. We've been thwarted every way, and I think for a number of legislators, they feel more comfortable if people if the people decide so that's gonna be a, uh, a vote for the people yeah well, yeah it requires three-fifths support in the house and senate but if it can meet that threshold it bypasses the governor which is crucial in that case because he opposes legalization interesting so the governor is going to stand in the way well like south dakota and florida <laughs> i mean nothing new hmm but so it takes the governor that's, you know, it's state senator. I think it's abuse of the Constitution, said a Republican state senator, Bob Guida. Uh, who's the governor and what was his position on that? I didn't see that or, or hear that part of it. Let's see. Uh, yeah, if you look on the. Because um, uh, it's all about the administration. And so who's going to enforce that law if they decide to pass it in the Constitution? But, but again, they figured a way if they can get their House and Senate to do the two thirds vote, it bypasses their governor. So, no, they have to administer it. And so the legislature's done its job. And now the administration has to do its job in putting into play the regulation and the enforcement procedures. But how, what does it mean by bypassing the government? I mean, like, won't the governor have to uh, accept it? Is that what they're saying? Uh, perhaps, if that's what they're saying about a veto. I don't know. I didn't read the article. I've been working. Well, it's a constitutional amendment requires three fifths support in the House and Senate. So I think being a constitutional amendment opposed to just being a uh, like a bill or Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that's why it'll be directly implemented as far as like rule of law. You know, kind of like how like the medical side has always been kind of a ambiguous. uh, uh, You just need a script and and you have these conditions and then. But that's it's a little naive to say, okay, well, we'll just we'll just uh, go ahead and legalize this over the governor's objection. He still controls the executive. And so he's just not going to he will slow walk the rollout if that's better. You know, he will slow walk that rollout until his term's over. But once it's on the books, right? I mean, that takes away the power from law enforcement. No. I mean, like it would take away the power from law enforcement to be able to arrest you. Sure. If they legalize it that way, great, because then they'd be able to uh, dismiss your actions. But they aren't going to then go ahead and start a wonderfully well-regulated oh, yeah. uh, cannabis uh, you know, uh, statutory regime or scheme. Right. But then, you know, just like every state that does legalize it, where do all these magically plants already fully grown pop up all of a sudden once? Stork brings them. I have to say. Stork. It's, it's a weed stork. I've seen it. Comes in. It's real cool looking. And then just drops off these weed plants and it's then flies a little back to, to pot heaven. Jedlocks and the little rocks. Yep. Yeah, it's a really funky looking stork. <laughs> 
So then we also got uh, lawmakers reach long-awaited medical marijuana deal uh, in Mississippi. Here are the details. Fantastic. And this is another instance of when your administration, and that's your governor, your executive branch, isn't on board, uh, the legislation can, the legislator branch can try to like go around it and, and finally catch up. But how will this be implemented by uh, Governor Tate Reeves? Let's find out. Legislation negotiators and leaders have agreed on a draft of medical marijuana legislation and are anticipated to ask Governor Tate Reeds as early as Friday to call the legislature into a special session. Sources closed the negotiation said Thursday. Uh, so they're going to go to a special session. That'd be interesting. Well, let's see how this plays out on next week's episode in Cannabis Legalization News. Don't forget to tune in. But we can go over some of the uh, stuff that we do know about the Mississippi Medical Cannabis uh, Agreement that their uh, legislature has crafted. Cities and counties can opt out. Voters could opt back in. Cities or councilmen or boards of supervisors within 90 days of passage of legislation could opt out from allowing cultivation or dispensing within their borders. However, voters could gather 1,500 signatures or signatures of 20% of the voters, whichever is less, and force a local referendum on the issue. And that's similar to their alcohol regulation. And it also uh, takes back Initiative 65. So this sounds more like uh, enabling legislation because the people of Mississippi passed uh, Initiative 65. Actually, during the show, uh, we got a lead from our website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, where you can find out a lot more about the Mississippi um, uh, statute and where it's at. And we'll take this little clip of the news and create an article about uh, the uh, new agreement that they have. Uh, Physicians, nurse practitioners, and physicians' assistants, and optometrists, because it's effective at treating what, Miggy? What is cannabis known Glaucoma. Glaucoma. That's it. That's that's, uh, Evie. That's what she has. Yep. Yep. Uh, Uh Only physicians can uh, allow uh, a recommendation. The proposal would acquire a bona fide doctor-patient relationship for an issuance of a 12-month medical cannabis certification and would require a six-month follow-up examination. I mean, these are the hurdles you're going to have to go through. I mean, unfortunately for right now, which... It'll, it'll be worth it. Uh, smoking cannabis would be allowed. There has nice. been debate on whether Mississippi's program would allow smoking of cannabis by its patients, as most states with programs allow or prohibit, as Alabama does with its recently approved program. Oh, and they got a decent medical marijuana would be subject to sales tax and excise. The state sales tax currently at 7% so would be levied, levied on medical marijuana, as well as a $15 an ounce excise. The goal would be to have a 5% excise, but the going rate for marijuana vary by potency and product so the weight base was easiest to get near the mark mm-hmm. neat uh outdoor growing would not be allowed nor home grow that's no bueno yeah but, uh, but that's that's not really surprising outdoor grow or no home grow i mean they're starting somewhere i'm just kind of surprised that they allowed uh consuming of full thc potency potency of yeah. limits of 30 percent on flour and i'm of the opinion that flour doesn't get over 30 percent Tell me yeah. I'm wrong. I would like to see uh, for any flower that's tested over 30% THC or T- total THC or THCA, I would like to see the machine 
that said that and to perform an analysis on whether or not it was uh, operating accordingly. I would like Miggy to examine the SOPs of uh, the com- what do they, what do they call that, Miggy? Which for the uh, how you do your compliance stuff? You an audit? The, yeah, <laughs> I audits. want you to audit the uh, SOPs that the uh, machine that is doing the testing uh, on that has. I want the SOPs in the plant too. Let me see what's going on with this plant. <laughs> Seriously, just yeah. in case. <laughs> it just, I mean, like us when we were at Sitka uh, and um, the other hash works, you know, uh, Seattle Bubble Works, uh, their stuff was only coming in at like fifty to eighty percent, and the bubble hash yeah. could come in closer to like seventy, sixty to seventy-five percent because it's really just the resinous heads. But then the dry sift was. 40 percent 30 percent you're like you're telling me that dry sift is testing almost as high as these flowers no way yeah no and that's right because the dry sift though is falling off flower so and you're like all the other plant material or the vast majority of the other plant material you know i'm sure parts of the bracts and other and like you know the pistolet and other stuff the, the actual plant material not just the resinous trichome heads are ending up in my uh lebanese blonde Ooh, do i have some? i do actually have some i might have to get into that later and uh for people out there you know i, I forgot to share with you guys earlier but uh if if any of our listeners uh run a lab or involved and wanted to open a lab uh nist is the the National Institute of Standards and Technology, uh, they're wrapping up their uh, involvement for labs. Let me show you. Uh, I got an email this morning that uh, for to be involved in this program, uh, the CANA program, well, they're, they're doing different types of lab testing mm-hmm. and trying to get like... Oh, zoom uh, way in. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get it's that. a terrible user experience. <laughs> there it is. There we go. The National Institute of Standards and Technology. So they're they're helping create the foundation for 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 testing and what would fundamentally be uh, the same THCIC in California will be the same THCIC in uh, Washington, right? Because this is what I do for a living. The same pound that you see in Washington will be the same pound that you see in uh, New York. And so that's this is giving the uh, develop a basis of testing. So if you own a lab, part of a lab, uh, check out the NIST website and, and look for the Canna Quap, the Quality uh, Advanced Program, and uh, get involved. Uh, it's it's going to be the the future for quality assurance for cannabis. Mm-hmm. And then let me just see what's going on with our. Still not talking about cannabis. Who's that? Oh yeah, no. Well, <laughs> you know, you always go back to this. There you go. These people are so serious. Well, they're talking about the pharmaceuticals right now. Um, I, I just think it's hilarious that the sincerity and bullshit levels are just so high. And it's just it's a, it's really inspiring to watch politics, you know, uh, politicians sincerely, you know, devoutly with all emphasis and belief say something and then if you wait four years they will do the exact same thing but the subject of what they're talking will be completely different they'll just they'll just be able to contradict themselves no matter what uh, year it is but they will be able to do so sincerely convincingly persuasively ted oh, yeah. cruz is great at it whenever i see him talk I, i'm i'm like he really believes that bullshit he has got oh, yeah. he is he is perfected the ability to be able to uh, shine on and gaslight like nobody I know. And I don't oh. even know that guy. And I'm probably thrilled that I don't know that guy, by the way. You really should watch this one, though, because Jim Jordan is part of this one. And um, that guy is a special case as well, who uh, mm. 
like like he was so vocal when it came to like the borders and the crisis and like all this bullshit like uh it's all biden's fault whatever but then like when they go on to new topics like you were saying before they're just reading from like the constituent bullshit and like that's what he was doing just reading straight from these things and i'm like okay so we can tell which ones you get paid to or whatever and then you're just reading from some little basic one about like because they have the, to give the a best statement. acting really is going on in Washington, yes. D.C. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, get that man an Oscar. I can understand why Fred Thomas, remember that senator who was on, like, uh, Law and Order in the 90s and then became a oh, senator yeah. from Tennessee? I can understand why he became a senator because he's like, wait, so I just read the lines? Yeah. yeah. I've been doing this for years. Where's my, that- all right, my motivation? America. No problem. You know? <laughs> Seriously, though, man. They're just so like, like again. They're just like, uh, I'm gonna be like, pretend like I'm here for you, my constituents. But really, they don't give a f about anybody. It's, it's about their. But bottom they are line. so good at it. They're so good at believing that you know they're here for you. Like I'm just a public servant. And I'm trying to help, man. Well, and I hope uh, Pennsylvania lawmakers are there for their people because Pennsylvania lawmakers considered a bill to legalize recreational marijuana, WGLA, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania legislators are once again considering a bill that would legalize recreational marijuana for adults. And Oh, that is fantastic. I am so stoked that Pennsylvania is there. We had Galen Leach on, and he became one of our best uh, clip shows that we've ever done because it included his cat coming out during the interview. And uh, we put, like, you know, internet, uh, Zoom call interrupted by cat. If you Google that, uh, a clip of cannabis legalization news comes up. Well, and you know what's funny, too? I think with a couple months after that, then cat, cat lawyer happened. Oh, yes, that was great. That's when I got the uh, and I've, I've turned that plug in off. But then I, I could be a cat like, you know, I wanted if I wanted to turn that on right now, I could. But I think it would probably break the camera things next time. Tune in next time when Miggy and I are avatars. Right. So lawmakers have failed to pass other recreational marijuana bills. But this last attempt, HB 2050, has some changes. What's in the recreational marijuana bill? Growers and processors of marijuana would have to contract an independent lab to test marijuana at multiple points before sale good thing uh bill includes help for people who live in marginalized communities and have been negatively affected by uh law enforcement uh there's a clean state provision that's that's cool uh, expungements that would help pennsylvanians who are currently in prison on marijuana offense oh in, in present incarceration wow and additionally people who were convicted of crimes under the control substance act from 72 would have their records expunged perfect Nice. Hey, what type of licensing structure? Is it competitive? I didn't say. Damn it. That's what I'm always here for. But you know it's not. How do we get the application in timely and complete so that we win the license? That's that's literally what I do for about 50% of my waking life. That and then and so that was some very good calls that we had yesterday. Ohio, uh, Ohio is getting it, and um, it, Ohio, you got to act quick. There's another place that I'm not going to mention unless the guy doesn't get back to me by the end of the week, and then I'll be like, hey, does anybody hear about this? Uh, <laughs> and then. Ohio is open for business right now, but it's a very specific business and there's an FAQ in Ohio. And so I need to ask them some questions Mm. Uh, like for number one, uh, how many, uh, uh, well, 
there's there's a few questions. Uh, there's a 10% limit. So like if you have less than 10%, do you count towards ownership? And then there's some other ones, you know, hmm. uh, if I have a lease with a landlord that creates a percentage of, you know, you get a percent off the top, does that qualify as a, a, an ownership stake that needs to be disclosed? Oh. All of these types of things, because they're setting up this lottery. And so you're, you're looking at it and you're looking at the rules and then you are looking at the rules for loopholes. And so basically you're trying to like, be like, if you took the rules of golf and then, uh, wait, that wasn't what it is. It was basketball and you had a golden retriever and then uh, the dog could play and it's called air bud. And yeah. then they, they bring out the rules and they go, well, it doesn't say your player can't be a dog. And, and that's basically the basis. But that's, that's really what you have to do when you're given like the rules of a lottery, you just sit there and you go, okay, I think if we, Okay, get me a piece of paper. I, I'll, I'll show you a chart. Yeah. You know, uh, and then you you graph a chart, and then you see if that model works. And well, then you just—it's just hilarious. Well, that's the thing is like you, and that's your job. You you have to stay up on the actual like rules because they're constantly changing for people who choose to be in business. Mm -hmm. But there's also the rules kind of like skirted around. Like, remember that one time when you showed me your little plant and it was like six yep. inches high. Yep, that was nutrient deficiency. That was lockout because the water comes off. We have alkaline water right there. And sure. so in Illinois, you got alkaline water. Now shout out to Aaron Zeman for throwing us a buck. Appreciate that, mm -hmm. man. Hopefully you're doing well and still in Hawaii. But yeah, our alkaline water that comes off is maybe about uh, 500 ppm. It is extremely hard, and it's about eight to eight and a half uh, pH, and so it's got a crap load of calcium and some other uh, dissolved solids in it, uh, and then the pH is too high, so you'll just get lockout issues, and uh, it's but, you got to pH your water before you could, you fertilize. Or but, water. but your your rules though, I mean, because it's still you yeah. you grew an eighth. I grew um, an eighth. It was a single nugget, and it was under five inches. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So like, but it still wasn't considered a plant. Uh, technically, no, it wouldn't have been considered a plant. Right. But then, you know, that's that's just stupid and silly. And so I like the whole mature plant regulation <laughs> where it's like you can have this many mature plants because then you could even pheno hunt in theory, because if you're mature, you're not you're not flowering it before when you're hunting it. So you're going to you're going to flower the ones that you've you've hunted. And then you're going to be like, I want to take cuttings and all that other shit. But um, but it also depends yeah. on how the state operates with 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 the pheno hunting, because here in Washington and again, I don't think anybody's really abiding by it but technically there was when they create our market they were going to like okay today's x date like you know the, the day we entered iraq or some shit this is the date that all plants got in our system anything after that is like not legal it's like how do you, you so know, the stork only came once yeah like that's not a thing how like, wait yeah how do you get new cuts then like how did the cookies get into your is that why there's no cookies in washington no, there's cookies. That's what I'm saying. Like, like no one abides by this bullshit rule that started oh. in the beginning. The stork still comes. Yeah. Okay. That's just, hilarious. That's hilarious. And again, we talked about before. Like, like you can name it anything you want. You know, call it poo poo platter. No Don't one call knows. your offering poo poo platter. You work too darn hard to get a license. Don't call it that. But uh, uh, AB tested, and so have one of the the runs just called poo poo platter and get the sales data from it. Hey, somebody named their shit cat piss. That's all I. <laughs> they did. Nope, nope. There's responsible vendor training. I was trying to get Zeman. Uh, oh, Rogers, the wow. minister of Hawaii, was held for almost five years. He served twelve months. God damn. 
Yeah, in Hawaii of all places. That's the one thing that mystified me. The land of especially being half Polynesian, I just never it's like how how how, how why why are you so mad about this plant? He's probably one prosecutor. Again, someone with power, too much power right. over someone else's life. Right. Prosecutorial discretion may explain why the uh, uh, percentage of arrests are a little incongruent when you look at the percentage of use and the race dis- distributions. And it's still happening now, even with decriminalization. You know, well, that's one of the headlines we didn't go over, uh, how much uh, the uh, arrests have declined. And so let me just see if I can pull that up right now. Instead, I was I was reviewing something else, something extremely important. Uh, and this one is I'm printing it out right now uh, because it's it's a very boring case regarding um, due process issues that I need to read after I get my stuff in. Oh, I didn't mean to put him on. He's also quite boring. Actually, that's Nadler. Uh, yeah. Are they talking about weed yet? Not yet. Okay. Right now it's a bunch of point orders. Now, you know, here's a law thing. But uh, what was that uh, news that just came out? I swear they had something on it this week, and then I got I got sidetracked. God damn it! No, there's been a couple of studies that that, that prove it. And then, hey, folks, what? Home, like, but like, I, what was what was I supposed to be searching for? Uh, I was just trying to ride you, man. <laughs> I mean, I know like studies have proven like all like you know less consam- can- cannabis consumption when it's legalized. Uh, uh, you know, oh, wait, maybe Lauren can help us because we both flaked out real quick. Oh, arrest, arrest, arrest going, going down. down. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's why she's here well, yeah but i consume during the show just off camera which you're at work yeah hey i, I i'm just old <laughs> oh well i do have a pretty um busy life in the sense that it it goes pretty quick uh no that was out of benzinga and so there was this has been widely reported uh in the news the past 21 hours ago, nice. uh, Benzinga is reporting marijuana arrests down due to COVID and legalization. According to the FBI, marijuana arrests fall precipitously nationwide. So this is great. And I like how normal always does very nice graphics. Oh, look at that. And so like this was, you know, when we were fighting back in 2010, they were just, just ridiculous. I mean, just look at the number of arrests that they were doing in 2000. It's just it's despicable. I can't believe it. And then uh, and then we were here in 2019. And then Illinois and Michigan go online and there's medical. And then also in 2020 and now into 2021, you have New York, New Jersey, Virginia going online, all of New England, basically. And the lowest amount of cannabis arrest since 1997. I bet you a good portion. That's just New York. Good portion is just New York. But then again, yeah. I'm not sure if this, but then when did New York legalize? It wasn't in 2020. It wasn't that in 2021. So like New York legalized it this spring. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. so that data is just through last year. The data for next year will be even lower. But yeah, let's get those uh, cannabis arrests down to lower the where they were. Back in 1970, when the Controlled Substances Act became uh, in, well, actually went in effect in 1971, May 17th, but um, 100,000 arrests that year. So if we can get back to 100,000 arrests by 2023, you know, and we're still not federally legal, what the heck? Yeah, well, we're, the whole point is to get to zero arrests. Well, you don't even have zero alcohol arrests. You know, you're still going to have arrests, but then it's going to be uh, inappropriate use or uh, untaxed sale arrests. Right. You know, where it's like you don't have a license to do that retail transaction or to do that cultivation. Uh, get a license, pay your taxes, you know. 
it's, it'll be a different, definitely a different world and, and a better one. And I'm definitely going to be listening to this uh, committee all day today, unfortunately, just just to hear what goes on with the Morak. And, and then after this, if it passes through here, uh, do you know how many more committees it'll have to go through? No. Because isn't this the process, right? A bill can go through several committees or it can go through none. And just, you know, this is all up to the the person running the show of the House or the Senate, right? Where they decide to hear a bill at. Because mm-hmm. Homegrown died twice here in Washington State in committee. So it'd be nice just to see the Morak pass through this one and fingers crossed where it goes next because there is no official tracker for any of these bills like it just gives you an idea well, like, the best official tracker is essentially uh marijuana moments compilation where you could pay them 25 bucks a month and shout out to them we do pay them 25 bucks a month and uh check out that uh, bill tracker that they have and then hey we just hit 300 uh right now youtube has decided to not turn us down but i swear we should start also doing these things on twitch because amazon is just so much more cannabis friendly it seems oh, yeah. than uh google and and anyway, thank you guys so much for for watching and for always tuning in. Uh, click the bell, hit subscribe, uh, tell us how you're doing in the comments. Ask about what stories you want to see. I'm going to be filming some stuff tomorrow about Ohio, and I'll be dropping some of that on Sunday and some of that next Tuesday. Uh, I got a couple of filing deadlines to get to between then and now, and so I don't know how much live. Con- well, I'll be live next Wednesday, but Miggy, I'm not sure if you're going to do any content yeah, this weekend. Uh- I hope to do add some more. You know, I, I just got back from the road trip. I want to do some more blogging. And then uh, um, I saw you just did your harvesting. I did, I'm going to be doing mine, I think, sooner than later. We harvested one plant because the Fox Farm had uh, the worst uh, reaction to the overwatering that happened because our auto pot system took a shit on us. And then also the oh, pH no. thing wasn't working. Just dialing it in, uh, getting it straightened out. And so now, like, we have a new reverse osmosis machine down there. And so that one finished a little early and it was light. And its sister is coming in in about another week and she'll be pretty good and heavy. Oh, right Chad got it. Thanks, man. Yeah. I uh, did that 10 years ago. That's how Miggy found me. Um, MySpace. Yeah. Yep, MySpace. <laughs> I was Tom for MySpace. <laughs> you were at home. The other white guy I knew. I was, yeah, I was home. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. If you do want to watch this hearing, uh, that's what you want to call it. What is it on House Judiciary on YouTube? Yeah, House, House Committee on the Judiciary. Yep, just search that on YouTube and y'all can watch. Let us know what you think. All that sexy talk. (laughs) We'll see you on Wednesday.